0: Hey everyone. This is episode 17 called The Purpose of Anxiety. You're lying in bed about to fall asleep when suddenly you hear a loud unexpected noise in the house. Your heavy eyelids snap back open, your heart is pumping hard in your chest and your ears perk up so much you start to hear everything your brain was ignoring just a second ago. Frozen like a prey animal, you wait. Is it an intruder or probably just nothing? Anxiety puts your body in fight-or-flight mode, preparing you to respond to a potential threat for the sake of survival. Even though it feels unpleasant, there are evolutionary reasons why this anxiety response exists. Our ancestors who didn't have this danger-alarm system were killed off by predators, and those who had it survived to reproduce the next generations. The sensitivity to this anxiety response is also linked with the big five personality trait, neuroticism, particularly the withdrawal aspect, and people vary in this trait on a continuum from low to high. But why do we still need high levels of anxiety if we don't need to worry about predators anymore? Research has shown mixed results when looking at whether anxiety can actually help survival. A 2017 study of over 300,000 people from UK Biobank showed that higher neuroticism was correlated with a 6% increase in death from all causes after adjusting for age and sex. However, after also adjusting for other variables, they found an 8% decrease of all-cause death instead. Epidemiological studies also suggest better long-term survival in those with higher levels of anxiety. But with anxiety disorders being the most common mental illness in the world, how can we better understand if our anxiety responses are actually useful or not? Using the Threat Detection Evolutionary Model, anxiety responses can increase depending on two factors, probability of threats in your environment and vulnerability to threats in the person's current condition. If bad things are more likely to happen in your environment, meaning higher threat probability, then your anxiety will increase. We can see this in both animals and humans in dangerous environments. If your current state makes you more vulnerable to bad things happening, like being sick or physically injured, your anxiety will also increase. You become more sensitive to potential threats when it's more difficult for you to physically respond. These two factors of threat probability and vulnerability can also help to explain quite a number of anxiety associations in current research. For example, why women are on average higher in neuroticism than men, how loneliness predicts severe anxiety symptoms, and how low socioeconomic status increases mental health issues, which was something I had touched on previously when looking into how status affects emotions. From this theory, it seems that a more holistic approach is needed when it comes to treating anxiety disorders because there are so many factors that can affect threat probability and vulnerability that can't be fixed with only antidepressant drugs. It also might be the case that some people are more anxious because it is actually functional for them to be given their circumstances and state of health, for example, and masking the symptoms with a drug might actually worsen their situation in the long term. Think of anxiety like a smoke detector in your house. If they are set up correctly, the detectors will annoyingly go off quite often, even when there is no fire, but will never miss an actual fire. If anxiety treatment through therapy and or drugs changes a person's subjective estimation of probability and vulnerability levels without actually changing the real levels in their environment or condition, it'll be like removing the battery of the smoke detector. No more false alarms until an actual fire happens. The life advice for me? Anxiety acts like a smoke detector system for threats to safety Higher threat probability and vulnerability to them leads to me being more easily anxious.